host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, sober for 17 years, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome to Fearless Happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. Welcome to the Fearless Happiness Podcast. Today, I have a wonderful guest, Kimberly Matska. I'm going to have you introduce yourself and exactly what you do. That's what I like my guests to do so they can give the audience a little bit insight of who they're talking to or listening to, and and then we'll get going. So introduce yourself, Kim. Yeah. So let's see. Am I, I mean, this is a big thing, right? Who am I? Who is this person sitting here on this podcast? So, (laughs) so my, in my, my regular world, I'm, I'm a spiritual business coach. So I help people who are trying to basically shift consciousness on the planet. And so that's what I like do, but who I am, I'm just, I'm someone that's really here to help people shift their own consciousness so that they can live a prosperous life. We need to clear out the closet of all those things we've been carrying around our entire life that's keeping us stuck where we are. So anytime I get an opportunity to help someone shift their consciousness around something so they can, you know, step into their prosperity of who they're supposed to be here, that's what I love to do. And so that's that's who I am at a core. And then we go like, what I used to do, I used to work on Wall Street. I spent eight years on there creating a company with eight other partners, the $165 billion company we took it to with employees all over the country. And that was crazy. Sucked my soul dry, as I like to say. <laughs> that was not my version of happiness. And so... <laughs> I escaped um, and, uh, and yeah, and then found, found my path, which is really, again, helping people, you know, transcend their issues that they can you know, live the life they're supposed to be living. That's awesome, Kim. Uh, and that's funny that you said that. Like, I know Wall Street is not the most spiritual place on this earth, at least what the <laughs> movies portray, you know, like <laughs> the Wolf of Wall Street and stuff like that, you know. I know it can be tough, right? It's fast paced. And I know for me when I, you know, that wasn't, I never did that, but I'm saying like living a fast lifestyle never worked for me. It was always really dangerous for me. So I can understand where you're coming from, but it's funny that you say you're a spiritual business coach, right? So and clearing out that junk that holds us back, you're like the third or fourth interview, you know, I've had where that's the thing. So I'm going to watch what I say, because usually the coach on the other end, my, you know, my guest will say, did you hear what you just said? And I'm like, Oh, I was trying not to do that, (laughs) but it's cool though. I, I take it as, you know, God is trying to teach me a lesson and watch what I say to myself, you know, like live in abundance. I can't live in abundance or spiritually if I'm always being negative on the inside towards myself, which I've learned from people like yourself. You know, I have very good friends that are holistic coaches, you know, they practice yoga. And and like I said, during interviews, I've had them point out like, we love you, Max, but guess did did you hear what you just said about yourself? (laughs) Like, you need to stop that. So it's been actually 
a work in progress, right? I wrote down my 10 cool. core values that are closest to me that are non-negotiable. And then a bunch of I am's that I read in the mirror every morning so I can start clearing out. Nice. And I'm yeah, sure you know, it, right? As you know, that uh, yeah. like, this stuff creeps in and we say things without even knowing it because it's still back there. So yeah, let the audience know uh, if you would, you know, exactly what does that mean? Like being a spiritual business coach, like how do you help your clients say, go from where they're struggling to being more spiritual and, and incorporating that in their business so that they can be prosperous yeah. and more abundant. Yeah. Well, first I'm going to just address what you were saying about like, you know, watching our words, right? We have to remember the creative power of us. Like we're such powerful beings, but we forget how powerful we are and everything around us really shows us that we're not powerful, right? Our day-to-day -day lives in this world really kind of squash who we really are. And so we forget how powerful we are, but our words are so powerful. So we're always creating. But the, the, the shift here is like, am I consciously creating or am I unconsciously creating? So if you're unconsciously creating, we're just yapping, right? We're just throwing words out and we're saying negative things. And then that's what comes back to us. But if we can consciously create, we have this awareness of our words and just how powerful we are. Because we really have forgotten how powerful we are. So, and that's kind of leads into what I do. So my background is Wall Street. And so the business side comes very, I'm going to say easily to me, but it actually is one of my intuitive gifts. So I can see someone's business. When I'm talking with a potential client, I can literally see it lay out in front of me. If I can't see it, then I know something's missing. But if I can see it, I'm like, oh, here's how we create it. And I didn't discover that until I was on my own path and journey of figuring out what to do after I jumped ship from the Wall Street world. But um, that is one of my gifts. So I help them. Once I see it, I, I can guide them to where they want to go and making sure that they're discovering their unique genius. We don't know who, what our unique genius is. Most people have no idea what their unique genius is. So I also help them uncover like, what is that unique genius so that you can step out however it is and get out of the, the, you know, we'll call it the matrix world, all that, that nine to five job stuff. Like how do we create the life we really want? Cause that's what we should all be doing, but how do we get there? So we have to look at our unique genius to know what, what are we supposed to be doing? And then once we know our unique genius, then we can take the steps from there to create a business around that and create some prosperity so the abundance can flow in. But it all, a lot of it ties back to our consciousness, though. If, we're, if our consciousness is blocking the flow of the energy of money, it doesn't matter what I show you about your business and what marketing tips and tricks I give you, none of it will work until we deal with us. So everything's a direct reflection of us. So at the end of the day, even though I'm showing people how to create a, a business, it's really about who is this person creating the business, how I started the podcast, who is this person having this conversation with you? And until you know that person, nothing else really matters. I couldn't agree more because I, in the two years as a entrepreneur, you know, a new entrepreneur, like in the first year is like, okay, how come nothing's working? You know, for me, like, cause I, I'll tell you a little about me. I'm in, I'm in active recovery, right? I've been, I've been sober for 18 years and awesome. I liken my journey in recovery with being an entrepreneur, right? Because things in your entrepreneur life will keep showing up until you address it and go, okay, what am I doing wrong here? Same in my recovery, right? So I'm, <laughs> I'm learning like, okay, I wanted it everything and I wanted it yesterday. Why is it not working? Right. And like you said, I have yeah. to address. So I'm on this journey now. It's like personal development, being an entrepreneur. It's, you know, and I'm learning to trust the process and to really like 
dig deeper and like get rid of some of that stuff. Cause I believe like you that, cause I can look over my lifetime, well, at least my last 18 years. And I can always see where things were always the same because I didn't change the way I looked at life or the way I changed how I looked at people or the world around me. It's always doom and gloom and blah, blah, blah. So that's all I got. Right. Cause that was what I was bringing into my life. And I mean, it still happens today, but not as much, right? Like, so I've been learning from people like you to watch what I say, because, right, like, what does Napoleon Hill say? What the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve, right? So, right, we're going to, and I try to teach this to the clients that I serve, right? Working in the treatment industry, I always try to tell them, look, the way you're speaking to you, yourself, and even in, in a group, what I hear you saying is that's why you're staying stuck, because you think you're doomed to this life. Like, and then I try to tell them, look, if I can get out of it, you can get out of it. You know, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. It's just, we got to watch, you know, and I do a lot of this stuff. So, but it's definitely a process learning, you know, and I've been grateful and very, you know, humbled by the guests like yourself that I get that I learn from every episode that I have. And it's like, okay, keeps me on the path right now. God is surrounding me with these wonderful people that I always hope that I can keep in touch with and, you know, maybe do another podcast down the end, but. Um, I don't think people, you know, and you realize it when you work in wall street, right? How crazy I'm sure you witnessed some crazy stuff on that, in that journey. Um, you know, almost as crazy as the stuff I probably seen in my addiction, right? Just like stuff where you go, like, did I really just see this happen in front of me? You know, where you just right. go, and then you're like, okay, Kim, I got to change the path I'm on. Correct. <laughs> right. You're like, something's a myth. Like this is not how this should be going down. Yeah. You just, you, you just, and everything, our inner self or a little inner voice, everything tells us we're in the wrong spot. You know, for me, I was eating too much. I was drinking way too much. I wasn't sleeping. My hair was falling out. Like I was just miserable, like seriously miserable. I remember just sitting there like on Sundays thinking, Oh my God, I gotta go to the office tomorrow. And I'd be up all night because I just couldn't sleep. Cause my, my internal self was like screaming at me, like get out. And uh, yeah, it took me a while to listen though. Isn't it funny how we hear all that, but we don't actually pay attention. Like now I try to get to the point where I'm super aware of things. I only have to see a pattern twice. Like I don't like to see something happen twice for me to go, okay, what am I supposed to see here? But man, when we're asleep, (laughs) we got no idea, man. Stuff's blowing around us. We're like, yeah. (laughs) Right. I I get you. That's, and that's why I'm kind of like very, like, I don't know. I want to say not just grateful, but very blessed to be on this journey to meet people like yourself, right? Because you've been there. You've been in the trenches. Now your trenches are just a little bit different, you know, because I have a friend that says always at the end of his thing, he'll say, I'll see you in the trenches, right? That's because that's where our growth happens, right? And if we're paying attention to the things that are happening, that's where we get to recognize it. And then like they say, pivot and course correct or you know keep doing the same thing until you learn the lesson that's what i've learned i've done that many times where god just keeps showing up going you're not getting away from this one until you learn it so uh (laughs) so since you mentioned your you mean you just mentioned some stuff that's you know what i mean that we put ourselves through right not sleeping hair falling out you know drinking or whatever eating too much and not taking care of ourselves let the audience know like some of the challenges like some of the toughest challenges you have been through to get to where you are today. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because I, here's how I frame it too. Cause a lot of times people, I, my, first of all, my clients have gone through some crazy trauma in their lives. Like I've seen 
people just go through things where I'm like, it's a miracle that you're sitting here now and you want to share this message with the world. Like, it's really amazing. And I, I do have to say that I've been blessed and that, that I haven't had like some crazy, crazy drama, but the stuff that has shown up, I've really learned how to deal with what's showing up, right? So it's about how do we play our way out of the hand we've been dealt? The hand is dealt, we're here, it might really suck. We look at it and we're like, how do I now transcend this situation? How do I get out of it? And that's, I think I've, I've really um, done a good job at getting out of those situations instead of staying stuck in there. Because if we say stuck, it's like, wow, man, our lives just go crazy. But I mean, just, just life in general, how we grow up. And so I'm, I'm half Mexican. So my, my Latin, Latin world of family and stuff, everybody was in complete scarcity. And then taking this idea of like the scarcity idea and then trying to grow up out of that. And then also that when I started to be successful and make money that my family didn't understand it because they didn't understand money. So I had that interesting contrast. So even though I was successful in what I was doing on Wall Street, I was actually like, it wasn't really celebrated. Like, and my mom, who got bless her soul is no longer in this uh, dimension, but her whole thing, like she was, she had all sorts of revenge issues around family stuff. And so she used me as this kind of like F you to the family. So my success was like, not celebrated. It was in this weird way. It was just such a bizarre thing. So you're then you start carrying that around, right? This is all the stuff we have to carry around, which then doesn't allow us to be who we are. So then you, you know, you trudge along. So now I'm like in this place where in the 3D world looks very successful to the people outside, but I'm miserable. And it doesn't feel celebrated. I feel like it's this weight. And then, you know, you find your escape. You know, the escape is, again, is, the you know, drinking too much or eating too much or spending money on stuff that was just like ridiculous because you're upset. Like I have this story I tell in my book is about how like I was really pissed off. I couldn't even tell you what it was right now. But I was so angry at work that I left at work that afternoon and we were um, I was worked in New York City and the office building was on uh, in Rockefeller Center. So if you anyone's been to New York, you walk on, on Fifth Avenue and all the most expensive shops in the world are right there. And I was just so pissed off. I just walked out. I don't remember being conscious of anything. I went to one of the high end stores and I bought this hand handbag that's usually I don't know, I would say probably at least two mortgages, three mortgages for a lot of people. And I just <laughs> threw it down on the counter and I was able to do it at the time. But it was an unconscious thing. And that that thing was supposed to make me feel better. And it did in that moment. But in hindsight, I'm like, what the hell was wrong with me? Like, what was I thinking? And I wasn't thinking that's the thing, right? You get angry, all this emotions happening, you can't control yourself. And so you find you're out. And so that was that a lot of that became a pattern that are you just be like, oh, screw it. And then you'd be like, let's go to happy hour. And then you'd go, you know, hang out at happy hour. And, and just, you know, you weren't serving yourself. You weren't serving anybody by, with what you were doing, but it was like your, your escape. And so I learned all too well, many, many escapes <laughs> through that process to, <laughs> right. to, you know, get you sucked into there that you have to then at some point wake up and, and see it. Right. And unfortunately, some people do get sucked in and never come out. And then that's yeah. what I'd like. Mine was a, a nine year sucked in, you know, <laughs> and really mm. bad. And but, you know, you have those moments, at least if you're paying attention where the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, you know, slaps you upside the head with a big brick and says, here's your life. It's flashing between you. This is one way it's going to go or here's another. What are you going to do? And, um, you know, I thank God I had those moments where I said, I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm seriously right. And even in, in sobriety or recovery, I've had those moments like you, Kim, where I'm just going to go spend money because it's going to make me feel better. And then two days later, I'm like, you know, oh, my God, oh, why did I do that?
So I, I, you know, I try to be very conscious of that now, you know, I guess maybe because I'm getting older, you know, I'm 53 and I can think about things a little bit better and not be so impulsive, but see the audience needs to know that like this stuff comes in all shapes, forms, and fashions. I like to say, because it doesn't matter if you like, there's a speaker that I heard one time say, um, whether you come from park place or park bench, we're the same, you know, yeah. we might've gotten here differently, but we're the same inside we're you know, truly the same God meant us to be successful, not, you know, down and out or, you know, and that's my hope with this podcast is to show people around the world, you know, like, look what Kim did like to get out of that, right? She recognized it. There's a moment you got to say enough is enough, course correct or change whatever I got to do and um, keep moving forward. You know, what are your thoughts? Yeah, and overcome and overcome the fear of making the change. That was probably my biggest thing. Because I had to make this change. And we, you know, as human beings, we get very comfortable in routines. Part of how we end up, whether it's addiction, whatever that addiction looks like, whether it's food or alcohol or whatever it is, shopping, it's like that addiction happens because there's a pattern and the pattern, we're feeding into the pattern and we get comfortable in the pattern, even though we don't like the pattern. It's like we're comfortably uncomfortable in that pattern. And so when we go to change, that's the scariest part because then we're like, well, but I don't know what that looks like. I may not like this, but I know what this looks like. So I don't know what that looks like over there. And so I think that's the biggest thing. I think so many people know they have the problem, whatever it is. And it could just be as simple as being miserable every day, going to a job you hate, right? Whatever the thing is, that's creating your misery. Um, we know it, but then we don't know what's on the other side. So we get scared. And that was me. And so I had um, one of the things I did would do to escape was to travel. And so, because I somehow thought like, if I leave here and I go over here, I'll feel better. No matter where I was, there I was. <laughs> and, so, and so, but on a particular trip, I ended up meeting a, a, someone who's a dear friend now, and he was from New Zealand and we met, um, I was in Croatia by myself just to get to escape. And I met him, he was traveling and he was like the happiest person I'd ever met at that point in time in my life like super happy, but he didn't have like a job. Like when he was, he was traveling for three months, I think. And when he was going back to New Zealand, he didn't have a job. He didn't put like, I don't know, like a, a, a knapsack of clothes at his buddy's place. So he didn't have a place to live. He didn't have like stuff, like all the stuff that in my world had become about, you know, success. This means you're successful. He didn't have any of that, but he was so happy. And I was like, okay, that was, was a big click for me. I was like, something's amiss. I have all the stuff that, you know, from the outside, I should be just so happy because I have this, I had an apartment on Fifth Avenue and all this stuff. And it's like, I should have been so happy and I was miserable. And then here's this person. So that for me was a big click. So then I knew actually on the beach in creation, made the decision to quit my job. I'm like, I'm leaving. That's it. And then I got scared and it took me six, seven months to like work up the courage to do it because I was terrified of like, well, what's going to happen if I say I'm not going to do this. And then part of it too, is my mom's identity was so attached to my success that there was that too. Cause she kept going, well, what are you going to do? Why are you going to leave? Like what? Like there was this not, she couldn't quite get her head around it because if I wasn't this super successful person, then how was she going to make the family feel bad? <laughs> it was like, so it's like, it was so bizarre. So there was all this stuff. And I sat in fear for months and can, and just mulling it over. And so my, my recommendation or my, my hope for most people is like, acknowledge the fear, but do it anyways. Cause you already know the situation you're in sucks. So, so make the change and it is scary, but I can tell you it's, it's probably better than where you were. 
I know for me, ultimately it was right, but we've got to just, we got to get over that fear of the change. That's a really big piece. Right. And, and fear can be huge. Like we know, you know, you said it took you six to eight months to bigger. I remember when I got sober, like I still stayed in that fear of the unknown, right? Like, I don't know what sobriety looks like. Cause I'd never been to meetings. I never knew what it, you know, what did sober mean? And, but here's how crazy this comfortability with the uncomfortable or whatever, you know what I mean? And not changing is like, before I got sober, right. I was looking at three years in prison and the judge is like, I'm only releasing you to the street. If I have a place for you to go, or you're going to go get taken care of by the state of California, you know, like you're, prison or a treatment facility are your two choices and i'm like i remember sitting there thinking like okay this treatment stuff i have no idea what that is that's scary that means i gotta change and i don't know how to change but three hots in a cot i get i'm comfortable doing that how sad is that when i had that conversation with myself i was like max like when I finally got serious about my recovery I was like max like you seriously thought about going to prison and that being okay and I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Until, like you said, I overcome that fear and just go, okay, I know I'll be taken care of. I don't know how, but I know if I get through this, it'll be better on the other side, right? And I had to talk myself through those many times, you know, and I've done some crazy things to overcome fears, you know, like the fear of heights, other stuff, but like that, that internal change when we're so used to it, right? Because I didn't get sober till I was like 32 years old. And they say you're pretty set in your ways by then. So, you know, I thank God for divine intervention. You know, I thank God that, you know, and people that he put in place that were like here to go, like here, we're going to help you. We want nothing in return. Right. Because I came from that background where like, okay, if I get you this, you're going to give me that, you know what I mean? And, and then now here I am with Kim, you know, having this great conversation about how we changed our lives, whether it was from drinking, eating too much, spending, you know, like you said, see, there's different, like you said, there's such a different, like mine was on one end of the spectrum. And then here's Kim. She's she's got an apartment on fifth Avenue. She can walk out of work, all the greatest shops in the world. But as you just told the audience, you weren't happy, like, right. And like, (laughs) right. And like meeting that guy probably is what set it in motion. Like, wow, this guy has nothing, but he is a happy camper. Right. Cause we know happiness. So what I, what I'm thinking is that guy had a lot of joy inside that he just said, no yes. matter my circumstances, right. Cause we know happiness can be fleeting and stuff like that. So, um, what I like to ask, um, my guests, you know, a couple of questions as we go on is, so since we just talked about fearless, how does fearless show up in your life today? Now that you're a spiritual business coach and, you know, you're doing what you want to do in life to, you know, where you get up every morning, you go, I love what I do. So I'm not scared. Tell people what that means to you. And how does that show up for you? Yeah, being being fearless is really, you know, like kind of the cliche or a, a definition, but doing it, the, having the courage to do it, even though you don't know what's there. And it, and it is scary, but like, but you have to do it anyways, right? It's the courage to just say, I'm going to do it. And even like, you know, I commend you a lot too. stepping out as an entrepreneur. That's scary too, because now we're putting ourselves in a place of being vulnerable and being judged. Like this is a big thing. And so being, being fearless for me every day means stepping out to serve no matter what people think, 
because I'm actually quite controversial in how I speak to the spiritual world. And, and I talk a lot about money and spirituality and our inner work and our consciousness, but I'm, I'm very controversial about it because I need, I'm trying to like shake people awake. And so I, I, not everybody loves me and I'm okay with that. <laughs> and so, and so for me being fearless is it knowing I have a path, I knowing I'm serving, but also knowing that I'm going to ruffle feathers and I, I happen to trigger a lot of people, but I'm okay with that. And so I, I'm fearless in knowing that I will trigger people because I'm, I'm, I know it's part of my role actually, actually in my charts of everything, like that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So that is what I do. And I'm, I'm hoping that eventually they wake up eventually they see it. They may be mad at me at first, but eventually they see it. So I'm stepping out, even knowing that stones will get thrown at me. And like, I but I know that that is what I'm supposed to do anyway. So I just, I just know I have my, I have my vision and I just stick with my vision and everything else will just fall into place. Yeah. And that's what I'm learning, like going into year two as an entrepreneur, you know, and trying to build a business and, you know, uh, there's a guy I follow. He, he said one time, he's like, you know, you're going to get haters when they see you, even if you're not making money, but they see you like providing value to the world. Like people are going, wow, this guy is really doing, you know, something good. You know, he's not, I've got some haters out there. And first it like hurt my feelings. Like I'm not even doing anything. And you, you're, you want to attack, you don't even know me for one, right? right. Two, I'm not making money. So like, how can you hate on somebody that you want not making money, but you don't even know. So, you know what I mean? And I got like, I came home one day, I was telling my wife, I got a hater, man. I'm really, she's like, who is it? Let me get on there. <laughs> my wife's very protective of me. And I would just go, well, it's part of the core, you know, part of the process love, but she's like, yeah, I know there's people like that with her and, you know, people like ourselves that are truly trying to help people. Yeah. Right. By being controversial, by pushing buttons, like I've turned a leaf over in what I do in my nine to five, which is a substance abuse counselor. And I really push my clients. I, I, I try not to hold anything back. You know, many times I get, you know, talked to by the bosses and they say, Max, you know, you got to have like a little softer approach. I go, so you're telling me they suffer from a disease that kill them and I got to coddle them. Right. Yeah. And then oh, they look Lord. at me like, uh, well, well, you know, well, we really need to keep, I'm just like, okay, whatever. And then one year and out the other, and I still do what I, because I want them to think about, okay, yeah. here's your possibility now if you stay on this path. And and I'm sure you've read it in the news, right? Fentanyl deaths are at an all-time high, overdoses that are at all, you know, you think COVID's bad. That has steadily climbed, you know, and still more deaths because of that kind of stuff than COVID. So I try to push my clients and I'd like sometimes in your face, like, look, you know, you don't go out into the world with a testing kit, you know, when you're buying drugs from a dealer and you go, okay, can I test this really quick to make sure it's okay? No, you're like, no, give it to me so I can do it and I can get high. Right. And I try to get them to think. So that's same with life, right? We got, um, and anything that we do, you know, I've learned not to jump, like, like do my research, check it out. Like, is it good? Is, you know, cause it's not just about me. I have a family, right. I have grandchildren, children, wife. So I can't just go, I'm going to go do this and then not care about what's going on over here. But like yourself, I love being controversial in that sense where I get to push people to really think about what is my next step? You know, that's how we serve really. That's how you serve them. You don't serve them by being nice. You serve them by, I mean, nothing you can't be nice, but it's really about serving. It's like, it's weird. If you're here to help people shift their consciousness, you've got to push them. That's the only way we shift is we get pushed outside of our comfort zone. So, yeah, I I totally agree. Right. So it's like, 
am I going to be nice and poss- possibly harm them in their journey by not bringing, excuse me, things to their attention? Or am I going to push like, you know, but I always tell my clients before we even start our very first thing, look, I'm going to be a jerk sometimes and I'm going to give you a hug sometimes. So it's up to you which one you want, you know, <laughs> uh, but I'm here to encourage you to, to always try to change every day, something little every day, small steps forward. My, as my friend Thomas says, who wrote a book, um, it's all about making stop, small steps forward daily, right? So that brings us to the next question, like happiness, right? So I wrote a book also, it's called Fearless Happiness, and I put a Y in the happiness. And I still get today, people look at me like, you spelled it wrong. I said, I know, I did it for a reason. (laughs) You know, there's a reason I put the Y in there. So, uh, you know, knowing that I put a Y because it's, it's a story of my, from addiction to my journey and everything in between to recovery and how I got there and how I overcame certain things and so that's why when I thought about the title, I go, I got to put a why in here. So knowing that I put a why in happiness, what does happiness look like for you? And how does that show up in your life daily? Yeah. So happiness for me is prosperity and prosperity for me also is the, the like ease and flow. It's like mind, body, and spirit. When mind, body, and spirit is in flow, you're prosperous because everything just shows up when you need it. You have that connection with God's source, infinite intelligence, the universe, whatever the word works for you. Right. If you have that connection, you, you're doing the work to know who you are. And when you have that connection and that trust in God's source, infinite intelligence, then everything just shows up for you. It's, it's in our fear that we block all the things that we're supposed to be flowing in, right? Our prosperity and abundance and everything gets blocked because of fear and worry and all these other emotions that are very easy for us to fall into. But when we're really connected to source, then it just flows. And that's, that to me, that's prosperity. And that is happiness. That's that joy. It's even more than happiness. It's just like that bliss and joy of knowing you're connected and knowing because of that connection, that everything just works out. And it does. When you get there, it just does. And all those things you used to worry about just go away. So that's, that's for me, is happiness is that real prosperity, that connection. It's beautiful. Awesome. That's awesome. See, folks, if you're listening to Kim, you know, change is good. Change is inevitable. Don't be fearful of it. Right. Embrace it. Like I was telling you earlier, my friend says like, I'll see you in the trenches. Right. And just know, and like Kim is telling you, if you listen to what she's saying, like, you don't have to go through this stuff alone so that you are in fear, right? There's always people out there that are willing to help you go through it. Like herself as a coach, uh, myself as a, as a coach and a counselor. Right. And, and what I've learned in this journey is that, you know, happiness, yes, may be fleeting, right? Okay. I'm happy. I got, um, you know, one of my clients finished a, a, an assignment I gave him because that's how sometimes very hard to get them to do. Right. I'm happy. But when I see them graduate, that that brings me joy. That's the stuff that you can't put a price on, right? Because you watch yeah. this person as scared as they were, right? Change, stay clean and sober, and then move on to the next part of their life. And, you know, that's what it's been about for me. And, and um, you know, and, and having this podcast and meeting people like yourself, because then it reminds me, right? Because if I get lazy, because I can get lazy sometimes where I'm like, okay, things are good. I don't need to keep changing. You know, I'm just going to wait for the next podcast. But like when I talk with a guest like yourself, Kim, it's like it reminds me that the work is constant. Like I have to always be moving forward. Yes, I may run into a challenge, you know, like we've been talking about so far. But as long as I keep my head up, as one of my friends said, my head up, 
chest out and I keep moving forward, you know, that source that we talked about, whether it's God, Allah, Buddha, you know, will always be there for us. Right. And it will move us to the, where we need to go. And, you know, I, I really, really appreciate you coming on and being a guest and, and sharing yourself with my audience. Um, so let the audience know if say they would like to work with you, where can they reach you? Sure. So you can come on over to find me at my website. So it's KimberlyMaska.com. And uh, there's all sorts of ways to connect and see. And, and uh, I don't know if you provide links. I don't remember if my team gave you anything, but I, I even offer a download of my book for free. So it's called, Are You a Spiritual Entrepreneur? So maybe someone's thinking, maybe I am a spiritual entrepreneur. Maybe this is what I want to do. And so I have a, a free download of my book that you can get. So I'll make sure you get that link so that they can find me there too and read about it and be like, yeah, this, this might be it. Cause there's a lot of people have got right now, there's this, we call it the great awakening. And so there's a lot of people waking up and going, ah, this regular job I'm doing isn't what I want to do. What's the next thing. And, and it's amazing when you can find that next thing and it really flows and creates a prosperous life for you. I'm going to definitely have to get your book. I, this is cool that you said that you got a book too, because I love when my guests say, Oh, I'm an author and I got a book. Cause I love reading. And I was not always that way. I was not a good high school student. Did much better in college when I got my degree, but I did this challenge. It's more of a mental toughness challenge. I don't know if you know who Andy Frisella is, but he has this challenge called 75 hard, right? Where part of these five or six things you have to do daily, right? You can't compromise. You can't say, well, I'll read this half a page, right? Or you start over. So 75 days long. And part of it is reading 10 pages of personal development every day. No fiction has to be personal, something that's going to make you grow. Yeah. And before that, like I hated reading, right? Like I always like to skip to the notes when I was writing papers. Okay. Where can I find this? <laughs> but now it's like, it's a habit, right? Like drinking a gallon of water a day. There's these certain things you have to do, but I'm so glad I did it because now when my guests, they say I'm an author, I go get their book and I'm going to definitely cool. read your book. I so. have two. There's two books out there, so you can find them both. The other one's uh, Chaos, A Wake-Up Call for Lightworkers. <laughs> and that actually talks about what we're going through. That kind of book, I don't know, your your audience will be open to this, but I call it a download. Like, literally, I got the, I call it the ping, the connection to God's source of intelligence. It was like, you need to write this book. And I wrote it in two weeks and got it out, which is like unheard of. But it was just something that just flew out of me. And it's really about all of the craziness we're going through right now and, and how that's part of that waking, that wake-up call for people who are ready to step out and serve and shift consciousness. Awesome. So they can get your book on Amazon, I take it? Yep. Books, yep. books, excuse me. Yeah. Um, they can yeah. find you on your social media, which would be Facebook. Kimberly Masca everywhere. You just type Kimberly Every Masca, I pretty much show up all over the place. <laughs> awesome. All right, cool. See, you hear that, everybody? And so, yes, if, if you can have your, um, have them send me those links and stuff. So when I do Perfect. release it, I like to put that, like where they can find your book and stuff when I yeah. post it on Facebook and stuff like that. And um, I, I do it on LinkedIn, all my uh, social media. Um, so, okay. Um, this has been a great interview. Thank you so much, Kim. Any final thoughts to our audience? Yeah. Well, first, thank you for having me. And then for everybody, just remember how powerful you are. We, we forget how powerful we are, that we get to create whatever we want and we can have whatever we want when we discover who we are, right? We have to do the inner work to figure out who we are. When we know who we are, things flow easier. So don't forget how powerful you are and that you can really have whatever you desire with the right focus and the right 
the, yeah, I guess it's the focus, the right focus and the right allowance, right? Allowing the good things to come in. Sometimes we just block them, right? So allowing it to come in and having the focus of what you desire, you can create whatever you want. That is for sure. Well, again, thank you so much, Kim, for being a guest. I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, I can't wait to release it and let everybody know about you and how they can get a hold of you if they want to work for you. Thank you.